hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDV. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, it's your boy Uche, I got my boy. QDZ, for Sheezy, a.k.a. Uh, the Blunt's Blacker Bloater Blom, a.k.a. The Widow's Peak Bandit, a.k.a. Michael Gordon, a.k.a. Daddy Longlegs, a.k.a. Uh, Denaja Heartthrob. He's in the house. What it do, what it is, what it is, what it used to be. Oh, yo, I, I like what you just did there. Was that a freestyle? No, that's 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 all my nicknames, man. Yo, th- yo, you all can't my, have nicknames. All my you, scammer scamming you, names. You gave yourself all them nicknames, huh? All I heard yeah. out of that whole all thing was self-proclaimed. All the the only thing I heard out of that was the blunt is burning. I don't know why that's the one that stood out to me. Yeah, blunt, what are you talking no, about? The blunt black or bloat your blonde. What are you talking about? Oh shit, my bad. Whatever the fuck that means. What what does that even mean? The blunt black. I mean, I'm black, brother. <laughs> I'm black. That's what it means. I'm the black. I'm black. Michael Bla- oh, Gordon. Oh, Blackie Chan. I forgot. They call me Blackie Chan. The All Blunt's right, Black, Blowjob Blom, and Blackie My- Chan. Michael Gordon. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> this is this is over the top, man. Somebody got to tell you. You got to relax, man. Hey, but the Widow's Peak Bandit. The Widow's Peak Bandit. Y'all know that one. That's my first. That was my first name. My blogger name. Widow's Peak Yo- Bandit. I think you're just trying to make it. You're just trying to make it hard for the cops when they when they come get you. Knock on wood. You know, you've known for all these aliases, so they can't pin you down. Is that what? Is they're that like, what hey, you're doing? We're we're looking for uh, a guy that goes by the name of the Widow's Peak Bandit. Uh, he he uh, walked out of a Denny's without yeah. paying. Yo, shout out to shout out to uh, all the scammers who who have ver- various nicknames. In different cities, <laughs> in one city they're known as Michael Gordon, the other one, <laughs> Widow's Peak Bandit, the other one, the Blunt's Blacker Blurned, yeah, whatever that man. I don't, I, I, I don't want to snitch on nobody. I'm not snitching on nobody. Don't. But do remember, it. we had our, our boy, uh, Alfred. Had, yeah. Uh, he was like, they, what did he call his name when he went to uh, places? Uh, <laughs> what did he say? Uh, was it like, um. Damn, I forgot it. But remember, we went to one party and they were like, oh my gosh, that's Giorgio. I think it was Giorgio. He's that's like, oh what my it was. Gosh, that's Giorgio. <laughs> we were like, yo, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't yeah. Spill your drinks. But yeah, shout out to uh, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. Um, this is episode 105. Zero five, one hundred and five. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate that. You know, listen, man. We, you know, we had to take a little break. You know, we out here making some plays, making some moves. You know, what I'm saying life. When life calls, you got to go answer the doorbell, right? I, I blame Q because you know it's his re- it's his fault why we are late on this episode. So just blame Q if you have well, any. Bro- brother, I, I, hey, brother, I need a vacation. I, that, let's okay. just be real. I need a vacation. I checked out Tampa Bay, the St. Petersburg area. Shout out to Ebor Street. That is one very ratchet street after 10 p.m. But I love ratchet. It was, it was, it was, it, it kind of reminded me. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? But it kind of reminded me of Bourbon Street a little bit, you know, minus the like random 
gust of uh funk that you smell on, on, on <laughs> Bourbon Street, but it gave me those vibes. So shout out to Tampa. That was a nice little vacation that I got to 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 experience. I ate me a couple breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, you know, I, I loved it. That's what's up, man. You know, you gotta take care of yourself, man. You know, I was in uh New York City couple weeks ago then i went to miami one week later man yeah I'm, i was moving around despite the uh the delta variant being on my ass you know what i'm saying i was just i was fighting i was running a race against the delta variant bro like and, and i think it caught me because i got a little sick when i came back but I, i'm good though i'm good now man I'm you got good. sick and we doing this podcast you got sick you can spread that joint through this mic hey, hey shout what's out man. with you Stop, What's wrong stop with you, spreading, Jacob? Stop spreading false information. This is this is why when you put out a this is Doctor Fauci did say that. Yo, this is why when you put up a post on Instagram and you use any word related to you use any of those keywords, they put up an automatic. The CDC uh, says go to their website if you want more information. That's for people like you. <laughs> hey man, hey, hey listen, listen. There is nothing wrong with a little bit of misinformation. It's it's, it's what makes the it keeps the ball rolling for America. Yo, I, I must <laughs> say USA without misinformation. I, I I must say that I have a couple more things to say, but that is an amazing segue into the first topic we have about the baby. But we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into some misinformation that he may have been spreading on that rolling loud stage. Okay, Ooh, but like before I like but before we. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you did that. I was just acknowledging what you did. All right. Oh, oh now so I threw an alley you. Okay, you did. I, I, I'm a, I'm a slam donkey. But before we get to the first topic, let's pay some bills. Whatever the hell that means, you know, because it's cool when people say that. Um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you know, or not, make sure you're subscribed on our YouTube channel, man. It's very important that you are subscribed to Dream Vision Network. We have tons of content over there. We have bite sizes of this episode and in, in our podcast, just in case you don't want to check out the whole episode. But, you know, you probably should anyway. Subscribe. Make sure you like the videos. Share it with your people. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and also Podchaser. It would mean a lot. And also, by the way, if you like our content, let us know, man. You know, we 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 want to make sure we're giving content that you guys would like. And so let us know on social media. Let us know in the comments. Send us a DM. Get in contact with us, man. We've 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 really had some we've really had topics that uh uh we try to incorporate from you guys. So it's really important that we know what you guys like. That way we can give you guys what you want. Go ahead, Q. What you about to say? And let us know your, your ill-advised thoughts. I'm always down to hear Bingo. what you guys got to say. Cuss me out. I am wrong from time to time. Not often, but I'm wrong from time to time. Let me know I'm wrong. Also, if you want to read, check out ratingsgamemusic.com. One of the hottest sites in America, according to Feedspot. It's a top 50 site. Um, it's doing very well. Uh, check me out on Twitter, QDZ for Sheezy. I got some ill-advised thoughts on there. Thoughts, not thoughts. And, uh, you know, check me out on Instagram, just like you can check out Uche VA. Yes, sir. I have one all, picture on Instagram, but it's all it's platforms. Open. Yeah, you check us what? out on all platforms. You I have one picture it. on Instagram. I wiped, I wiped out my Instagram. Yeah, Wait, I you did too? I did that too. Oh, did you? I swear to God. I did it's that like a couple cool weeks thing. ago. It's, yeah, I it's did that. Cool thing. Bro, like, it's just like spring cleaning, man. You know, get ready to, you know I'm what I'm saying? You got to, even though it's like summer, but it's, so I call it summer cleaning, whatever. 
Like I just had to get rid of the the, the junk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like nobody cares to see me uh with in a picture with Charlemagne the God anymore. Like nobody cares <laughs> that I went to Mexico five years ago. Like, why would you even care? You just want right. to see my face. So <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but anyway, man. Uh oh, by the way, by the way, before we start the show once more, I have to say this to Twitter. Give us our account back. Oh, G. Oh, yes. Free, Give, the, free wise the wise guys. We've been in jail for the last three weeks. Whether that listen, this is why we were late on the episode. We've been in jail. We've been spreading false information, apparently. And Twitter said, yo, we want your account. So right now we're in a fight to get our damn Twitter account back. So please, everybody at Twitter and tell them, yo, give us our account back. This, this is ridiculous, man. Free it's crazy. Guys. They, we, we deleted the nudes. Our, my, my nudes is gone. It's no longer there. You know, Bro. the schlong. We, don't, we, we, we didn't <laughs> you ban it over my schlong. But, yo, but, yo, please but, don't say that again. Please. Schlong? You just said it. I said, don't say it again. And you said it again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can I can assure you, Twitter, we were not showing any man's schlong. <laughs> but but we are probably showing some ads from some ladies. I'm just, I just, I'm just letting you know. Is that worth a freaking getting banned these days? I thought that was legal. What, what happened? We were, we, were, we were showing some sort of genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been uh, deleted. It has been deleted. It's like that. We just get us back, please. No, nah, for real though. Like I, I really don't want to uh, create a whole nother account for our Twitter. Uh, and so Twitter, just give it back to us, man. Don't make me sign a guy. Don't make me start a petition on change.org or free the wise guys. I'm telling you, I will do it if I have to. I this don't want the, to though. This is the first time I can honestly say I know how Donald Trump feels. I feel sorry for Donald Trump now. Makes sense. Why y'all deleting Twitter for no reason? Get a, give us our account, but bruh, come on, man. <sighs> All right, man. Uh, should we start the show? I think so. Yeah. Now back to that amazing segue that you had that I acknowledged. First topic on this episode is related to cancel culture, especially as it relates to hip hop, man. Like we've seen it. And by the way, I love this term, but I also hate it. If you're living under a rock, right? I have to say that because this is like the conversation that's dominating um, essentially America right now, at least American entertainment. The baby was recently at uh, Rolling Loud, as well as 500 other artists. Uh, but his is the one that got people talking because he he had a, a, a crazy rant where he was trying to get the crowd involved. He says some uh, crazy remarks about gay people. Actually, no, 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 no. Let me back up. He said, if you don't have AIDS and H HIV and all some of these other sexually transmitted diseases, put your lighter in the air. He said, yo, if you want sucking dick in the parking lot, put your lighter in the air. Yo, he said some things that I guess offended people. And uh, that has led him into hot water. And so let's have a conversation right now about one couple things, whether or not the baby was wrong. Number one. Number two, how he's handled the situation since people have been down his, uh, you know, on his head these days. And then three, should he apologize? Q, what do you think? You know, first and foremost, let me say this. That was a very bizarre rant. I mean, I, I didn't get it. It wasn't a freestyle. It was I, it was bizarre. First and foremost, I want to say this. 
he was flat out wrong. I don't care how you dice it, cut it. That was wrong. There, there was no need for him to, you know, talk about, you know, HIV and AIDS. There was no, no need. There was no need for it. I mean, I don't think people realize that these people that are living with HIV, that's a serious disease. Like AIDS, that's kind of like a death sentence. And a lot of people, they got it because of stuff that they didn't do. It could have been, you know, they were born with it. It could have been needles that were shared. It could have been a sexual relationship that was perfectly fine. But one of the partners happened to have it. I, I I just don't agree with that. That's that's just not fair. Um. Secondly, um. I did read his apology. It was that was a, another bizarre apology. I would say, where he did apologize to the HIV community, the AIDS community, but then he kind of halfway apologized to the LGBTQ. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. To the gay community let me just say that gay and lesbian community um and then at the same time he was kind of saying like you're not gonna stop me trying to bring a black man down you know it's not gonna happen so it was it was very bizarre in my opinion um at the end of the day i think you know wrong is wrong and we're entitled to be wrong. I think that, you know, if the baby was misinformed, if the baby kind of was having a bad day and he went on a rant that was just, you know, unreasonable, it happens. It happens. People have had bad days. But I, I just think that, you know, sometimes you just got to apologize and keep it moving. I think that's what he should have did. I was in the heat of the moment. I. First thing that came to my mind was this, apologize, keep it moving. And I think a lot of times these guys get in trouble because they want to keep going. They want to keep, oh, but but y'all not going to bring me down. I'm too competitive. No. Just apologize and keep it going. Very, very mature of you, sir. Um, not that I have an issue with that because um, I because that's kind of where I want to start to like for, on a maturity tip, which is. You know, I, I saw his remarks, I heard it, I watched the video, and I just kept asking myself, why? Why did he say that? Like, what, what was the what, what, what was the point? Like, what was he trying to achieve? And then also, did he see a dude in the parking lot sucking dick? Like, it, it just like, seemed I, too, like, specific. It I'm seemed confused. too specific. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe confused. something happened earlier in the day. But regardless, you know, you know how it is. The public has no context, including us. We have no context as to why he said what he said. And I know lack of context can, can really result in confusion, right? And so regardless of any of that, the fact that we have no context, his comments were irresponsible. Uh, they were unnecessary. And he was spreading false information, to be honest with you, about specifically about the... Uh, you know, the, the AIDS and HIV thing. Like he said, specifically, he said, yo, like if you don't have any of them diseases that make you die in two to three weeks, that's not that's true. Insane. That's, insane. that's, that, that, that's just not that true. Like, I don't just be honest. Not even true. That's, that's insensitive. That's it's, it's wrong. Insensitive. It's wrong. It's, it's, it's completely, it, he's not, there's nothing right about any of that. So we have to be very firm and say like, yo, first and foremost, that's not true. Like you need to go do some education. If that's how you actually feel. But regardless of that, 
Um, I think that the way the baby is moving is just very, it's kind of reckless in a way. Like it, you, nobody wants to really say this, but bro, what he is doing is no different than what Lil Nas X has been doing, which is kind of trolling in a way. Like no different? Nah, I mean I wouldn't bro, say no different. It's it's Lil Nas X ain't hurting nobody. But, no, what I'm no, 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 no. I, you're right, and I'm not talking about like what is. I'm talking about like the response to controversy and how they're kind of using the fueling, like the, the the energy of like the things that happen in real life, and then kind of like capitalizing off of it. That's really what I'm getting at. Not like okay. the hurtful shit that the baby is saying. You're right. That's important to note. Um, but no, I'm just talking about like the trolling and the entertainment aspect. The baby is an entertainer, and I think what he's trying to do is double down on that fact. He's like, dude, like, why are y'all taking my words out of context? Like, I'm an entertainer. This is what DJs have been doing for years. They go to clubs and they say, yo, if girl, if your pussy smell like water, put your hands in there. Like, people do that in the club. And it's 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 ironic that they wanted to highlight that about the baby. I think there's a, he did make that point on, like, one of his IG lives or whatever. But the point is, regardless of the fact, he was wrong because them words was un completely unnecessary to just be spreading false information, bro. Like, it's unnecessary. You're spreading false information. You're hurting an entire community of people who are affected by all types of shit. All for what? All for what? Just to say that you stand on your two feet and no form, no weapon formed against you shall prosper just so you can capitalize off it and make, make, a, make a music video in the height of all of the controversy. I think that the baby, he's already lost a couple, couple deals, supposedly. There's some brand called Boohoo, man, which I, by the way, I never heard of that he was in business with for clothes and stuff like that. And they came out and said, we're no longer working with the baby. Uh, we've seen artists that he's worked with, Dua Lipa, right? He got a couple pop songs with her. Uh, she came out and said, yo, like, uh, I this is not the artist that I recognize and all of this other fucking political bullshit that I be honest with you, I'm not rolling with. Not necessarily a fan of that response by doing I'm, I, I'm not rolling with it. I do think there are there is an element of people who are coming out of the woodworks who are taking a stand for maybe the wrong reasons and for political ties and political reasons. I think that's important to acknowledge. However, regardless of how people are responding, the baby was wrong. He was wrong. It's really no way to put that shit. Like, and I think he knows he's wrong. And but I think the bottom line is he's trying to stand on his his uh his own two feet and say, listen, I am who I am. I don't have to enjoy, I don't have to like and agree with anything that these other communities do. Leave me alone. Like, we don't have to agree. Well, I mean, is that know, is that right or wrong? Like, like I want to I want to have like a different convo about this cancel culture. Not about not solely about what the baby said and how he's being kind of attacked for what he said, but more so about like, is it okay for there to be two different opinions, two different sides of the coin? Because we saw Ti come out and really defend the baby. Ti been gone since he's been accused of all of the shit that he's been accused of. I'm not gonna get into that. Ti came out of the woodwork defending the baby. Lil Boosie came out. Lil Boosie's crazy. I want to acknowledge this. He came out of the woodwork, started attacking Lil Nas X and defending the baby. Basically saying, like, look, we don't have I don't have to be cool with the LBGTQ community and they and, and, and to basically agree with the lifestyle and, and how they view the world. Why are y'all combating what you perceive as hate with hate? 
why can't we just be on two separate sides of the fence and believe what the hell we want to believe without y'all feeling like we got to basically take you guys side? Do is that right or wrong? I'm trying to well, understand. I'm trying to have well, a different combo with this. Like I see I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um well, let me let me the reason why that's wrong is because at the end of the day, whether the baby likes it or not, he's an influencer. And so your words influence how people perceive things, how people take in information. Yeah. Um, you spread misinformation to millions of people that were watching that Rolling Loud uh, concert, right? Some people are young teenagers that now, because think about when you were in high school, right? Um, what sometimes what a rapper said was kind of what the teenagers went with. They, they try to go with what they perceive as uh, uh, cool people, what the cool people are saying, like no, yeah. cat, no kizzy, like they may take a stance against HIV and AIDS people not really understanding because they're so young, not really understanding the dynamics yeah. of what it really is. So I do think there's a responsibility as an influencer that the baby is 100%. to be very careful in situations like that. And there has to be, in the end of the day, the uh, the gay that I, I I keep saying that because I, I is it L G B Q L L G B T Q L G B T Q community yes are just kind of being like you know actually I think you have to add a plus at the end plus okay to be honest with you but hey okay. listen we're all we're all learning information learning, learning. in real time okay I'm like learning. if we're wrong we're wrong please correct exactly. us but yeah I'm learning no 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 malintent there but keep going so, exactly so to me I think all they're doing is serving a purpose as because that community for years have not been defended. That that community have been taking their fair shots from pop culture from all angles. They've not mm -hmm. been defended, and that's why I think it's a beautiful thing that they developed that group to help yeah. defend the name the the people that never got a chance to speak, never got a chance to because this joint goes deep. There's been there's people from that community that have been killed because oh, they 1, came out that were dealt. This is, this is deeper than just. Like something that is, is, oh, I just said something. I was wrong about it. No, it's deep. But I, I want to kind of go back a little, backtrack a little bit, staying on the topic. But mm -hmm. I think the baby, one thing that I can admire about the baby is that he came up as somebody that kind of defied the odds. He came up as somebody that was like, I'm going to do things my way. And so as of recently, his logic, his way of moving has been tested because what, what makes this even more significant is he had the unpopular take of going with Tory Lanez. Remember that whole situation mm. with Tory Lanez and Megan mm -hmm. Thee Stallion? He had that whole mm -hmm. unpopopular take of like, yo, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to roll with it. Whatever it is, it is what it is. I don't have nothing to do with that. He could have easily, you know, stood up for the community of women that, which I'm sure he still does, but. He could have stood up for that community of battered women and all that, but he's right. just had a string of like, I think, unfortunate situations that has to do with his mentality of like, yo, I'm going to do what I feel like doing. And I just think that as an influencer, it's a slippery slope for people like that, to be honest with you. Oh, man, that's an understatement. It's a slippery slope. I think, um, you know, it requires a lot of delicate uh tactics a lot of you have to move lightly you have to really be careful um i'll be honest 
on there's an element of me that 1000% respects um the baby and anybody like him who stands their ground when they're being attacked uh and they're going against the grain right it's whether right or wrong they they're standing their ground and they refuse to be bullied into uh over apologizing because in reality the baby apologized he did he he, he, he did. tweeted he tweeted a couple times. He said, yo, listen, I had no intent. Like, I wasn't trying to offend y'all at all. Like, yeah, and so what do you want him to die? Like, what do y'all want at the end of the day? Like, I don't look I think, at I, him. I, I think I think the problem with people here's the here's my problem with cancel culture and just in general is it's like. On one hand. Usually when somebody's being canceled, it's based on a legitimate, I, I would say, or a relatively legitimate claim where like. That person should apologize. They should acknowledge what they did wrong. However, even when they do apologize and say and acknowledge, okay, like, you know, you guys are right. Sometimes that's not enough. And it's like, what is it that y'all want? The baby came out and said already, I'm, I apologize. That's not my intent. What did what do y'all want from him? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, what is it that y'all want? You can't really control how somebody apologizes, in my opinion. Like, I believe personally, he didn't, he didn't intend to he didn't intend to offend, but your intent doesn't really matter when the result is the result, right? Like, yeah. I can run down the street and I sorry, I can drive down the street right now and not intend to hit somebody, and I could kill them right while I'm driving, knock on wood. My my result, the result of my action was a death, even though my intent did not match that. And I will still be held accountable for my action. Like there is that's the element of a lot of life. And in this case, the baby as well. So I think it's important to acknowledge that for him to acknowledge that he did. He didn't intend to offend while still like holding his ground and say, but y'all are not going to bully me into like doing more than I think this fine. tweet as an apology. Like, I, I think that's fair to be honest with you, which I think is fine. I mean, I think I hate to go deep. I don't want to go super deep, but okay. I think, you know, a lot of times rappers are looked at first and foremost as villainous, right? Yes. Particularly black, rappers are looked at as villainous like that's the first thing that comes to your mind for a lot of people well they perpetuate it too let's be honest with you they perpetuate i agree i they, i agree like they this ain't this ain't like they ain't doing the shit to exactly. themselves as well you know it, it, i i agree 100 agree and so i think the baby plays off this villainous character right and so at the end of the day he's not going to get a lot of his fans back at least not right now but we have to remember something like that he's not the first person to make comments like this. Let's let's be real. Like, you know, it's ironic. Uh, I was driving down the street the other day. You know what song came on? Because a lot of times I like to listen to my uh, to my music library. Sometimes I sometimes I'm like, yo, you know, I want to listen to the newest songs. And sometimes I just want to listen to every single song on my library. The first one of the songs that came on the other day was Eminem's Kill You. Where oh he's talking about he's gonna <laughs> rape his 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 right, mom. Don't, don't get me started. He's talking about he's gonna kill my wife. He talks. He 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 says all kinds of crazy ass stuff. And you know, by the way, Eminem has said worse than the baby ever said. And Eminem's have said worse, right? Than it probably any rapper ever. 
it goes, I think it just goes to the whole art thing. Like, you know, that is looked at as art. It's artistic. There's Eminem kind of letting people know this is he he's not serious. It's art. Yeah. But then you want to use that for Eminem. But the baby, I think it was bad art at that, but it was mm. him trying to do something as a art as entertainer, an entertainer as an entertainer. And so we pick and choose to be like what's art and what's not art. Like I said, I think it's wrong. Mm, it's I like wrong. the angle. I like no no no. I this stay here. Oh, this is a great angle because I, it, Eminem has gotten away for years being somebody that is talked about. And I don't and I don't think M is. I actually think M's is art too. <laughs> it's art. But Eminem has gotten away for years saying I'm a rape wife. I'm gonna kill this serial killer. He's actually even talked about the uh, the the gay community. He's 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 done crazy stuff. Yo, do you know what I just, you know what I'm thinking right now? Sorry, not to like blatantly cut you off, but like you're making a really good, like you're setting the stage for a really good question that oh, I think is a good, good question. But like, is it more digestible for people to hear insulting remarks over a song versus outside of a song? Because if we're being honest, like majority of the time, Eminem would go crazy and say all that crazy shit was over song. He wasn't just mm -hmm. saying it like mm -hmm. on stage and mm -hmm. saying it in interviews and shit. No, he was saying it through his music. And it kind of brings me back to even like, let's say Tory Lanez, right? He was in the midst of all that controversy. Then he drops an album full of, you know, people think it's controversial content. I understand why. But he addressed the situation through his music. Right versus talking about it, mm -hmm. I think it made it a more digestible. Point. You know what I'm That's saying? For point. people to kind of like, point. I think I think that if you're an art, I think that if you're an artist, you you're better off speaking through your music versus in person because you can always just say, "I have plausible deniability." This is art, guys. I'm an artist. But that's it. I should have the creativity to express myself through my music. This is my medium. This is my art. And right? that's I, the irony. If we put the baby on the stand right now, the irony is that it was in between for him. It was like it was like kind of music, but then it was like talking, but like yeah. it was like a performance of music. Like it was in between. So I, I, I think you know, I'm not like I said. I don't see the baby any different. I still listen to the baby songs I, I you know what i real quick before we get to the next topic i just want to tell mm -hmm. you in the history of hip-hop music in my music library there's only a few people that i can say i legitimately canceled right <laughs> i can no longer listen to r kelly can't do it the, the music the, the what he's talking about in his music i just keep thinking about you know his allegations and all that stuff i can't get past it it's just too weird for me and i loved r kelly uh growing up and then I canceled Takashi. I just can't listen to his stuff. It's it literally I, I I can't listen to Takashi anymore. I have to change it. Um, those are the two in my music library that I legitimately canceled. I can't listen to anymore. Those two. Hmm. I'm not I'm not mad at that list. Um, I don't really have one readily available. But you're right. I I don't listen to either one of them dudes no more. And, yeah, and, I can't. And, I can't. And it, it, to me, it's it's I would say it's harder to 
cancel an R. Kelly because he clearly makes more yeah, incredible yeah. music than a Takashi. Yeah, it's hey, easy for me to cancel Takashi. I don't need to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, Takashi's music, I didn't really love it, it to yeah, begin with. It's easy. So, like, <laughs> I just, I was like, that's I just easy. couldn't that's do a, it. I just couldn't that's do an it. easy cancellation. You know, man. Listen, on, I don't man. care about the snitching or whatever. He did, he snitched, whatever. It's more, but it's it more was, believability. And, 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 and that's kind of like the sick part about us fans. Cause at the end of the day, I don't give I don't give a damn how how much our podcast elevates. At the end of the day, I'm a fan of music. All right, Me I'm a too. fan of music. Me too. And so at the end of the day, there's an element of believability when it comes to rap. We have to acknowledge that. I agree. It's a gift and a curse, and maybe that's a good segue into the next topic, without going on a deep dive. Um, you know, Lupe Fiasco and Royce the Five Nine, kind of sparked off like a, a a quick little back and forth you know what i'm saying they they uh, and uh, by the way i didn't know any of this they had a podcast together um mm -hmm. apparently they had never met in person but they had a, a virtual podcast kind of like what we you and i do um and uh lupe had some well you know what i don't know i don't know how it started so let me not speculate but what i i'll give you the i'll give you guys the facts the facts of the matter is royce the five nine dropped a i don't want to say a diss song but he dropped a a rap song displaying his ability to rap because apparently they both were questioning who was the better lyricist the better rapper royce the five nine kicked it off he dropped his it was terribly mixed uh he was going crazy though uh you know how royce is royce is god mc level just calling it what it is royce is an incredible rapper and we all know how we feel about Lupe. Like, Lupe is one of my favorite rappers ever. Like, ever. It's not even close. Lupe is in my top three rappers of all time. Uh, favorite rappers. That's how I feel. And so with that being said, Lupe dropped his response, taking more of a personal shot at Royce than, than, than Royce did to Lupe. And so with that being said, there were a lot of mixed feelings as to who won that first round, right? I saw a lot of people saying Royce did his thing and he clearly beat Lupe and how Lupe didn't show what he could do. And he took a more playful, more personal jabs at, at Royce. And so that led me and you to also talk about Nas and Jay-Z and how some of people have felt about those battles over time. And the question that we have to you guys is like, how do you judge rap beef? How do you judge who wins in a rap battle? You know, is it really cut and dry? Is it really black and white? Or is there like some gray area that we need to discuss? So, you know, with that being said, you know, Q, what, what, do, you, what do you think, man? What, what, what do you think about like in terms of like how do you how do you judge rap battles? Um, So I judge it differently, first and foremost. I've mm. never been the type of person. What do we call it? Hype beast? whatever you want to call it, the type of person that, you know, whatever everybody else thought or the, 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 the insult, the jab, that was the, 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 the most disrespectful won the battle. So I already have unpopular takes on several beefs just because of that. Cause I don't think the, the, the hardest hitting jab is what necessarily makes you a winner. Like to me, I judge it by precision, effectiveness, thoughtfulness and so uh th with the lupe and royce thing that i thought was pretty interesting was that you know royce the five nine song was better royce the five nines rapping was better 
Royce the Five Nine left that song uh accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish and that was to prove that he is a better rapper than i think lupe he thinks that lupe thinks he is he accomplished mm-hmm. that um i thought lupe's was more personal lupe took more shots but i don't think lupe necessarily left that song uh 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 convincing anybody that he was a better rapper than Royce the Five Nine. He just left that song <laughs> taking shots at Royce the Five Nine. So what's the beef about, right? So if you really look at what the beef's about, Royce the Five Nine won that because what they were talking about was who was the better rapper. Royce the Five Nine showed flows that were ridiculous, showed wordplay that was amazing, punchlines. He proved it. So just like with the Jay Z and Nas situation, I think that with that particular beef. That was about bosses versus boss, like boss versus boss. That was about like, yo, I am better than you. And I'm going to prove to you why. And I thought that more than Nas did, Jay-Z proved on TakeOver with <clears throat> lines such as one hat album every 10-year average. Um, You know, he talked about a line about like you wearing a kufi, you spitting, you know, uh, is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Is it a black girl lost or shorty owe you for ice? Like the hypocrisy of Nas's music. I mm-hmm. thought he was the precision that Jay-Z showed on the two disc records towards Nas was amazing. And that was the point to show like why I'm better than you. I thought Nas, he did that to a certain extent on Ether, but it was more so like jabs, like, you know, Tybo Ho, uh, <laughs> 36 in karate class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all rock hoes. Uh, we rock hoes. Y'all rock fellas. Tell me you look like a camel. You look like a camel. Uh, whiskers like a rat, cat compared to beans. You whack. That's beans is so, not better than Jay Z. Like, come on, stop it. He he, he like didn't what, believe he didn't he didn't believe Jay-Z that either. Say it was facts. Like, yeah, you did make one mic, and yeah, you did talk about Uchi Wally like so. You know, I just see it differently. I see it more so on what are you trying to accomplish? And I, I, I don't know. I, I and, and, and look, and look, I respect that. I respect that. And, um, you know, people stand on either side of the fence here. Like, it is what it is. It's going to be a fucking forever debate. Right. And yeah. so with that being said, I'll give you I'll give you that. For me personally, I tend to fall more on, uh, on the lines of on the other side of the fence. I'm be honest with you more so than often, because even when it comes to the looping and Royce battle, right? I understand all the points that you're making. Oh, like they're just rapping. They're just going back and forth. They're, they're trying to prove who's the better rapper. I get it. However, what I appreciate about what Lupe did in that battle is he took it upon himself to interject personality, interject, um, uh, like, precision in, in, in the other sense which is like let me get super personal on this dude and when i'm gonna say some crazy shit that's gonna be very insulting like let's spice it up a bit let's let's get some personality and flair into this song because when you're trying to entertain the audience when you're trying to make a point 
we're not about to sit here and get sidetracked by those things that Lupe obviously did. His rapping was very good. Lupe is a great rapper. Like th- this is not a debate. I love Lupe. So, I mean, so, I love so, so I think that like we're not having a decision. In my opinion, the conversation about Lupe and Royce was not about who was a better rapper to me. Like, I think they're both phenomenal. Like, this to me is about you guys are going back and forth. Okay, cool. Who can out charm? Who can outperform? And I don't just mean technical rapping because I think that's where people get lost. I'm not the person that's about to sit here and, and, and applaud somebody just because they're technically sound. This is the reason why I don't I don't uh, historically appreciate and, and maybe put enough respect on a, somebody like Eminem's name. Because while he can display the most amazing technical performance he can do, go and do that. You know what's missing with Eminem a lot of times? It's the other intangible stuff. The things that you can't really measure. You actually have to really be about that life and really understand like the art of the music to really judge it. And I believe personally that that's what Lupe was attacking. That's what Lupe was trying to do was I'm going to give you all the intangible shit that Royce, you never accomplished. He literally said on the song, he was like, yo, Royce, like he said, your, your music was never impactful. I think he got a point. Like while I respect Royce's pen penmanship, it's amazing. Historically, I believe when we're talking about when we're really getting to the, getting into this discussion, Royce's music was not as impactful as Lupe's. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. It's not because Royce is a significantly less best ra- less rapper. No, it has nothing to do with your rapping ability. It's about the intangibles, the flair. How personable can you be? How interesting can you be in the music? That was the point that I think is that gets unnoticed in rap battles that people need to start paying attention more. So when we transition that into Nas, Jay-Z, all the points that you made is very valid. Precision, the boss talk, the let's get specific. However, that's not really all that important all the time in a rap battle. Sometimes you actually have to interject, flair, fun, perform. Be a entertainer. That is the missing piece. And I believe that's actually what Nas did in on Ether. And I think historically, that's why people have said Nas won that was because he entertained. I'll give you another example. Drake. Drake versus Meek. It's obvious to me Drake is a better rapper. We're not going to debate that. Actually, I, I would argue, like, it's not even close who's a better rapper between Drake and Meek. Fair. However... Drake entertained on back to back. He entertained. I think that is missing Pete. That's the thing that people don't talk about, talk enough about is the entertainment aspect of a back and forth beat. Whoever is the most entertaining will usually win. But you know, I, I mean, I, I want to say, but, but that's that, that to me. So like I said, first and foremost, I want to reiterate, mm-hmm. you didn't say this, but I want to reiterate. That's why I said, I judge them differently than your average person. I want to reiterate. So you're not wrong at all. But I personally believe that's what's wrong with um, rap battles a lot of times. A lot of times, people don't even give the other person a chance. Because let's at the end of the day, Drake has more flair. Because Drake is just... That's why Drake's the bigger artist than me. He has more flair than me. So he's going to win in that department. If Drake just... It does put more pressure, I will say that. But Drake... 
there's a reason he's Drake, and like there's a reason Eminem is Eminem. He's gonna win just because Eminem has more flair in battles. But I do wish because hip hop disses are like game sevens in NBA finals. They're like they are amazing. They are great. They are dissected to a certain level. They are the most viewed songs, especially when it's between two big artists. I bet you Royce to Five Nine and Lupe's diss records were yeah. the most viewed songs they've ever had. If close to they ever had, or the, the most viewed songs they've had, one of the most viewed songs they probably had. I don't, about, I, I, I don't know about I don't know about I don't know about for Lupe, but definitely Royce. I'm be honest with you. You like, know, it it was it was. I, 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 I listen. I respect. I love and respect Royce's artistry. He's actually gotten so much better over time. But if we're calling a spade a spade, no, I get it. People get don't it. be checking for Royce. I get it. I agree. People don't be checking but, for Royce. But my point. But but you see, that's what I'm saying. You like, probably should I, though. Like, hip hop, hip hop. I think we already get enough out of like going on we already get enough of the like wrestling aspects of hip-hop when it gets to two god level mcs i want to hear the most precision i don't want to hear a katie jabs oh performance i want to hear precision i want to hear effectiveness i want to hear facts and like in that particular battle royce to five nine wasn't necessarily spitting facts he was just rapping he was, was just, rapping. He was just rapping. That's it. But, but 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 that's why I don't. I think that beef was a little disconnected because I think Lupe was madder than Royce to five nine. One thousand percent. So he was. He was, I, he was I more heard upset. Royce respond actually to Lupe's, but Lupe's was way more heinous. But to me, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to let you go. Okay. One of my favorite of all time. One of my favorite disses of all time is second round knockout by Cannabis. That. A diss towards LL Cool J was fantastic, but people are going to say he lost the beef. And I think there's a difference between who had a better diss record mm -hmm. and who lost the beef. Jay Z, in my opinion, had the better diss records, but Nas won the beef. Eminem versus Machine Gun Kelly. Maybe Machine Gun Kelly actually had the better diss record and won the beef. We can argue that, but <laughs> I think objectively, 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 because most people are going to be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Machine Gun Kelly never did anything better than Eminem, you know right? I mean? There's like, going to be people like that. You know, so it's, it's 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 sometimes like Fifty Cent. I thought had the better diss records and won the beef, but my point is, you could have a better diss record, mm -hmm. but then somebody else can win the beef. Like I even remember the there you go Joyner Lucas. Versus Tor Tory Lanes when they were going back and forth, I actually yep. thought Jordan Lucas had the better diss records, but Tory Lanes won the the beef because he was just had more flair. So you're making you my point. You, you you're making my point though. That that's the point I'm making though. Is is, is that like that's the importance of I wouldn't. You said earlier. You said like Kitty. Like I wouldn't call. It's nothing about kiddo Kitty behavior. It's about flair, bro. It's about your performance. That's what I'm getting at. When I say flair, I mean, when I said performance earlier, I'm talking about the flair, how entertaining you can actually perform on the song. That is very important in a rap battle. And in majority of the time, that means more. I don't care about your rapidity rap shit. Bro. I mean, it means more to your entertain me. It means more in terms of, like I said, the beef. If you guys don't like each other, it means more like, oh, yeah, I want the beef. I put you in your place. OK, you did accomplish that. 
but I do think that we can't just like sit back and because for me, the, the, the problem that I have with beef real quick, the problem mm-hmm. I have with the this record situation is that people only say, oh, ether was fire. Ether, Nas one, Nas one, ether, ether. Takeover was five stars. That Amazing. was a great song. That was a Blueprint song. Two was a great song. And yes, I said Blueprint Two. There's a song called Blueprint Two. That's a diss record on Blueprint Two. That was a great song. Like, let's. Who cares? Whoever won the beef, whatever. Those were two great diss records. But it always yeah. gets pushed aside because they're just like, oh, Nas won that beef. All we care about is Ether. Takeover. You can argue. You can argue. Takeover is a better overall song than Ether. It is. It is. It's it, not argue. No, that's a fact. A better that's a fact. It's not even close. So I don't know. It's, it's that's why it's weird. That's why it's weird. We want to know from you guys, though. Like you know, we you and Q and I, we can go back and forth on this. You know, for 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 days. We want to know what you guys think, though. Like, how do you judge rap battles? How do you judge who wins? What is your criteria? Uh, let us know in the comments. You know, let us know on social media. Uh, I think that's I think that's a good segue, man. Let's let's move to the next topic, bro. Yes, sir. Next topic: mental health in the music industry. So I brought this topic up. Uh, I wanted to talk about it because right now in the in the news, um, Simone Biles, you know the 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 goat gymnast that they call her. Um, right now, she's going through a little mental health battle where, well, she, they, that's what they called it. She actually said that uh, she has something called the twisties where. Um, her mind and her body are not in sync with one another. So it it, it kind of scares you, you know, as a gymnast when you're you're flipping in the air and you, you're not confident in your landing. That's kind that's what she said. Um so it had me thinking with all the pressure, it's been a back and forth, right? It's been a back and forth. Some people are like, you know, I, I feel very proud of you that you came out and said that you couldn't do this. And then mm-hmm. there is some people that are saying, you know, we we're raising a generation of quitters where we, you know, we can't have people coming to the Olympics and just quitting on us. Like, is that, that that's not acceptable. It's been like two sides of the fence. Um, and it made me think about like, you know, mental health as a whole, especially in the music industry, the hip hop industry. Um, there are several different ways that you can talk about this. So I'm going to let you, uh, started off and, and just kind of see what angle you want to go from a mental health standpoint in hip hop, man. Um, yeah, like you said, man, there's so many different conversations, so many different, you know, angles, really conversations that I would say are just starting to be had. Um, I think we're just starting to crack the surface publicly of the impact of mental, of mental health and like, how like that can be very detrimental to your productivity, to your well-being, you know, your entire life, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I don't think anyone is anyone is exempt from dealing with emotional issues that can impact your life. We all need to acknowledge that. And so with that being said, that's you know, it's crazy to me how, you know, people can. You know, they can lament somebody like a Simone Biles or even let's, let's go a different route, a different sport. Um, the tennis player, man, what's her name, man? The one that's dating Cordell. Naomi Osaka. There you go. Thank you. Naomi Osaka. Same thing, right? She's regarded as the best player in women's tennis. 
Um, she knocked off Serena Williams, I believe, a few times, if I'm not mistaken. Like she is the the she's the one right now, and she had the courage. I'll say courage. I, I use that word very intentionally. Mm. She had the courage mm. to come out and say, "Listen, man, I know I'm the best, but my mind is not at at its best right now, and therefore, I don't want to play." And you see what the world does, man. I think the the world is very insensitive. They're like, how could you not entertain us? Everything is about me, me, me. But what about her? She's the one going out there and has to deal with um, everything, right? And so if her, her, if her mind is not right, how the hell can she go out there and perform at her best? It, it, it's very courageous, I'll be honest with you. Um, we need to start calling it what it is. It's a courageous move. It's not some sucker move it's not you being weak it's not you being um you know uh, uh whatever the hell you want to call it that's not good it's none of that it's yo i'm self-care i'm looking out for myself you do the same because you probably should right and so with that being said we've seen artists in the music industry deal with that type of shit all the time uh, especially more recently you i know you more so than me have problems with logic logic quote-unquote retired I believe last year, right? He had a whole mm. Twitch stream where he said, yo, I want to thank Kendrick Lamar. I want to thank J. Cole. I want to thank uh, uh, Drake. Like they, they were in my life so much. And he did. I just, just want to thank them all because they, they changed my life. He did all of that, right? As a farewell speech to say, yo, listen, I'm done with this. But really, if you paid attention, the reason why he said he wanted to quit was because he said, yo, the the people who were naysayers were starting to get to him. He said, yo, my mental health is starting to be affected by the comments and, and the environment that has that has like infiltrated my creativity is no longer a, a, like a healthy one. I'm going to take some time to raise my son. I'm going to take some time to do what I need to do and go pivot. He did that for as long as he probably could, I suppose. Then he comes back and drops a whole fucking new album, Bobby Tarantino 3 which I haven't heard. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing good reviews, though. I'm hearing. I'm hearing people like it. Uh, I'll be the judge, though, when I hear it. The point is not whether or not his album was good or not. The point is that he decided, I am not mentally right to drop music. Therefore, I need to take a step back. I don't have to like his music to respect that move. I don't. I think that we actually need to give people a little bit more grace than than we've been than we've been accustomed to, man. Like, we don't know how it's like to live in their shoes. We don't know how it's like to be on that side of the fence. We we say, oh, what we we say all day, every day, what we would do if we were that person. But until you're that person, you actually don't know what the hell you're talking about. People be like, "Yo, why is Nicki Minaj so sensitive? Or well, why why is she always go? Why is Cardi B always going at a fan's neck? Why, man? She's Cardi B. She got all the money. She got this. She got that. Okay, cool. But you're not her, so you don't actually know how that feels until you're that person. And so, I just think overall, we need to give people a little bit more grace. But let's be. You would be an. I would believe. I believe you would be completely insensitive and just inconsiderate." If you don't acknowledge the mental health aspect that a musician or just a creative or just your everyday person has to go through in order to do the shit that they love and, and, and what they do for a living. 
we we just need to start acknowledging this as people, man. Like it, it affects us in more ways than I think we are willing to admit sometimes. And that's that's really what I have to say, man. Like we can go back and forth on this, but at the end of the day, stop judging people, bro. Like because it's it's unnecessary. If you were in their shoes, you may be going through the same shit. <laughs> you just would. Nah, I just when you said <laughs> stop yeah, what's up? judging people, it was just, it just kind of sounded like you know. Uh, you're like stop judging people. It kind of sounded like you know when uh, I don't know if you remember <laughs> Teen Summit, and you know like it was a show on BT, <laughs> and they let the kids talk like you know drugs ain't cool, man. Drugs ain't <laughs> cool, bro. Like stop. Yo, that's my P- drugs, that's my PSA, man. You see you how I got real PSA, PSA on these man, on these motherfuckers? Like weed ain't for, weed ain't good, bro. But anyway, I agree. I hundred I was just it just it just made me laugh. But um, you know, first and foremost, I want to say two things before I get to the music aspect. I anybody who has something to say about Naomi Osaka or um particularly Simone Biles, it doesn't matter what you think. Those are two of the nicest people you would ever meet in your world. Like in this world, or not not even meet, just just see. Like Naomi Osaka is sweet, super sweet person, super nice, super respectful. She gives back. She represents both Japan and America the best way any single person can represent their countries. You shouldn't have nothing to say about that person. Simone Biles, somebody that, you know, she's been great in interviews. She's been somebody that represents America and America that's been fractured uh, for so many months now in a way that I think is so respectful and proud. So it doesn't matter. Even if she has her slip ups, you got to let that slide because these are good people. Um, and then number two, what I want to also say is that we have to remember that those of us that have good mental spaces are lucky. A good mental space is not given to you. That is not something that is guaranteed. So those of us that can sit here and say, Oh, I would have never done what Simone Biles did. I would have never done what Naomi Osaka did. You should be thankful. You should be thanking God right now that you have that type of mental space because not a lot of people have that. We need to start acting like a good mental space is a luxury. It's not something that's guaranteed or something that you're supposed to have. So those are two things I want to say. In terms of hip hop with logic, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest Logic fan. You know that I I I think that he swagger jacks way too much. That's a conversation for another story. But I've noticed Logic has upped the ante when it comes to talking about his mental health. He's been talking about his mental health quite some time now, for two, three albums now. He brings up that, you know, the naysayers are getting to him, like you said. He also talks about how like some days he thinks about suicide. Um and you know, I think it's actually courageous. That's a word that you use that I love. It's courageous of him to do that. Uh, you know, I think all the stuff that hip hop and just musicians have to go through on a daily basis, they mm-hmm. are technically being vulnerable. They are giving you their lives in their music. Could you imagine if you put out anything, your best work? And you're guaranteed at least a million comments saying that's trash, dislike it, um, even deeper 
darker comments like, you know, you need to retire, uh, you need to die, things yeah. like that. They see that on a daily basis. And they, I think that's what's so crazy is that they're getting numb to it. Like the baby right now, I'm scared. I, I feel for the baby because though we talk about like, you know, he was wrong and I agree, but mm -hmm. like the level of heinousness that's it's probably crazy. coming his way and the Man. fact that he can numb that out, that's that's difficult. I mean, the baby right now is losing endorsements. He has Madonna. Elton, Elton, John, Elton John speaking out against Bro, him. It's, that it's has unbelievable. to have some type of, and then on top of that, like the baby is dealing with, you know, tragedies in his family that he's yeah. talking about. Like he's, that's tough. And I think that, you know, in a society, it'll never happen. But I, I do think that we need to be a little more gentle with, with people. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But Bro, like, we need to have compassion, man. We need to have compassion. We, and, what, we need and, to have and, grace and compassion. You know, that, that, that shit don't make you weak, man. And, it's, and I think it's, that it's a, it's a superpower it to, to grant that type of shit to and, other and people. And I think, and that's, I want to give the opportunity to, 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 to give ourselves pats on the back. One yeah. thing that, uh, shout out Space Boy Uno, I really love the compliment. He said, you guys just keep it strictly at music. Like, you guys don't go and talk about all this personal life stuff, and that's purposeful. We keep yeah. it strictly at music. We keep it strictly about, like, okay, is this person skilled? Like, you know, that I like the album, but it's never really personal attacks. You know what I mean? We do that purposefully because it's like, yo, what's the point? Number 1, 000%. one what's the point of, of, of going after somebody like that? We but, don't know them. Well, no. Shout out to shout out to Space Boy Uno for, yeah, for Boy that Uno, comment. Right? I believe he said that in one of our comments. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And and as somebody, listen, I'm a writer on Radiance Game Music. I've heard it all. The very first comment I've ever received on my blog was, "Your blog is trash, and so is this site." <laughs> or sorry, he said Kanye. The Kanye album review I did was trash, and he said, "So is this site." That was the very first comment I've ever gotten. I've been called "You're stupid." I've been called, you don't know what you're doing, quit your job, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I heard it mm -hmm. all. And so um, I just, you know, seeing it from both sides of the fence, I just think the the, the common denominator that needs to happen is, is compassion, like you said. So I thought yeah, it was and, interesting. Yeah, it, no, it is. It is. And actually, as a couple more case studies, very briefly, that I want to bring up in music, specifically hip hop, um, we've seen Big Sean deal with mental yeah. health. Yeah, issues, yeah. you know, more recently. Yeah. He's yeah. been very open about that. And and I try not to kind of like presume that somebody's going through shit until they actually acknowledge it themselves. Cause like who am I to, who am I to say, yo, man, this month this person's going through shit. No, you you you, you when you're ready, you'll tell me. Big Sean yeah. told the world yeah. I'm I wanted to kill myself on yeah. his last album, Detroit 2. He expressed all of that. He expressed how he got through it. Um, you know, I would say Wale is another case study. Um, maybe not from a like a suicidal standpoint, but we've seen how mental health, at least being in your head uh, for various reasons, can impact the output of your music and how the music is received. Right. Wale went from a very promising artist. Right. Like very eclectic, very uh, thoughtful, uh, unique. Let's just call it what it is. Wale is a very unique rapper. Like it's it's very hard to compare Wale to anybody. And so with that being said, that, that dude been going through all types of shit mentally as far as like 
you know, hit the perception of his music, uh, you know, how to create it, it, to me, that was what I noticed. And he's been expressive, very expressive on Twitter, deal, talking about what he's been going through. He's one of them dudes who doesn't like hold up as well or, or let up as well. My point yeah. is Wale been going through mental shit too. Yeah. I mean, anxiety, he's talked about anxiety. He's talked about all types of stuff. I mean, the, every rappers talk. I mean, I've heard even the baby talks about it, like on his yeah. last album. I mean, PS PTSD, G Herbo. He talks about like growing in the hood, how he got numb. Like, I, I think we just kind of like gloss over it. Dirt we talks do. about it all the time. You know, bro, bro these we, dudes be screaming out for help. We they scream out for help, it. and we and we dancing, we dancing to the shit because we think it's just strictly we music. But over it, the music is a reflection of of reality, not the yeah. other way around. We gloss over it like it's just like yo, like, and I think that you know, sometimes these situations like Simone Biles should teach you that it's real. Like, mental health is real. Like, you, you some of these people are going through certain things, and so, you know, I just find it interesting. And I think that's no, something you. that should be put, should be brought to light. Yeah, it should. We should talk about that more. We should, um, you know, uh, maybe we should. I don't know. I don't know how we incorporate that more into our content. Um, uh, maybe we. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out. We'll try to get creative you know with it. But no, yeah. it, it is a conversation that needs to be had a little bit more. I believe. I yes. do. Yes. Uh, next topic. We gonna light it up a little bit because that got dark a little bit, didn't it? Like three straight dark. Eh, you know what I mean? On with it, you know, you know. Yeah, Isaiah Rashad, TDE's Isaiah Rashad, no relation to Amar Rashad, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. You don't um, know that. The House <laughs> is Burning album dropped, which I think a lot of people on the internet are saying that this is this is the potential album of the year. Um, you know, mm. his first album since the Sun. What is it? The Sun. Sun's tirade. The Sun's tirade, which I thought was a phenomenal, album. interesting, interesting album. Uh, so, what do you what do you think about the album? What are some of your takeaways from it? Well, look, okay, I'm glad you asked me uh, because first and foremost, this was like the first album that I did some live tweeting to, right? So I listened to the album, you know, Fantastic. and I'm going through. The, I'm going through. The, yeah, man, thank. You. So I'm going through the album in real time, and I'm really like digesting the music. And um, what I can tell you is this. Um, first impressions for this album, The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad, it really it really gave me the sense that Isaiah Rashad is growing musically because on previous projects from him, you know, he had a very, what I would call cohesive sound, right? His sound was very album-esque. You know, when we talk about TDE, um, I, I really can think of a name like Kendrick, but I'm talking when I say Kendrick, I mean like first album Kendrick, second album Kendrick to Pimple Butterfly, like where every song seemed kind of cohesive and a part of a story. I would say that is how I perceived Isaiah Rashad's last few projects, to be quite honest with you. And when it comes to this new album, I saw some standouts, I saw some joints that really like. We're outside of the box from his, you know, when I'm really comparing it to what he's been putting out. You know, you got the joint with Lil Uzi Vert uh, from The Garden. And uh, while that song didn't tell me that Isaiah Rashad is trying to be somebody else, I did see growth in terms of like maybe his sound being a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit more bigger 
and a little bit more global than I even anticipated. You know, I saw a couple of different R&B joints that, you know, with SZA in, in, in black, uh, you know, that maybe uh, can have a little bit more fans come to his side, come to his world. You know what I'm saying? That's really the takeaway that I have with, with this album is that we, Isaiah Rashad has created this, like, this world, this atmosphere of his sound. And he's brought people into his world. And I think that there's a couple songs on here that really can get people who are not part of his world to have an easy introduction to come back to his other stuff. Um, one of the better songs on this album that I thought, you know, man, this, this is going to be a joint that I'm going to be playing for years. I already know. I already know. It's, it's headshots. Like headshots to me is the epitome and it really embodies what Isaiah Rashad has done his entire career, which is compose like incredibly thought provoking, weird, uh, unorthodox music, but it's done in a way that's so artistic that it can really just, it can last. It can, it's one of those music that just kind of stands on its own, which really doesn't have any time limit. You know, I give him that because not every artist is even capable of that, right? We 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 hear too many artists these days that make music of the of the time, right? And it gets dated as soon as the sound changes, as soon as the shift of today's music changes, they are no longer going to be relevant because they're not creative enough to create art that stands on its own. I think I'll give Isaiah Rashad that Isaiah Rashad that credit. He's able to do that very well. Um, and so with that being said. This is not the best Isaiah Rashad album that I've heard. The Sun's tirade to me as a body of work is much better than this. However, I believe this album was a great mix of, again, like I said before, songs that stand out that are not just that easily identifiable for Isaiah Rashad. And then songs that really stuck true to himself while still being, while still growing artistically. I thought that he did his thing on this. I mean, it's not again. If I gave a, if I give this a grade, I'm giving this a B, um, yeah. a B album. And by the way, one of the things that pissed me off about this album was J Rock's verse on that one song was trash. I didn't like. I didn't like trash. I didn't like that song. Like I, Perfect. what was that about? Like that. That was yeah. very bizarre to me. How was he the, it, it, the, you know? I think he was the only TDE person on there. Oh, SZA. No, SZA. SZA. Schoolboy, there was a song with him and Schoolboy Q that came out that I thought was pretty tight. Like it came out, but it wasn't on the album, though. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't on the album. I thought that was pretty weird. Um, go ahead. Just last thing, I, I want to say shout out to Shmino because Shmino Shmino did his thing. Uh, I really like that. Um, that his his performance on um on Claymore like that. that was dope. I really I never heard of a, a bunch of the artists on this album. You know, um, yeah, like yeah. for example, Amin Amindi. Yeah, I I liked I liked the addition of that the vocals that she brought to the table on uh, all herb that was pretty dope like it was a dope little collab you know and then also uh, the song what what you said I know bro that was I a like that, that was kind of dope like I I like I, like I believe it was I am I am Dochi she kind of yeah. snapped on that if I if I know she kind of snapped she kind of she kind of snapped on it she slid she slid she gave uh, me more advanced Coilaroy vibes <laughs> that's a good way to put it but now overall though good project it's not great i give it a b what'd you think i agree i give it a b um you know what is funny um 
it's funny and kind of frustrating and kind of annoying. And by the way, I'm going to preface my comments like Stephen A. Smith always says. I'm going to preface my comments. Everything I'm about to say may sound like an insult to you or to, to, to Isaiah Rashad, like I'm insulting him. I am not insulting him. I am just pointing things out that I actually think he somehow, some way makes not bad. <laughs> It'll make sense when I tell you what I'm about to say. So what I find very funny and kind of frustrating is that I think TDE is one of those groups that before you even hit play on an album by them, you automatically say, it's good. It's almost like you force yourself to say that something that they dropped is good before you even hit play on it. And I think that that's what a lot of people did for this Isaiah Rashad album. I don't, I think to a certain extent, if Isaiah Rashad kind of dropped the ball on the album, there was still going to be people that were saying, you got to sit on it. You got to make sure you sit on it. Or people are going to say, oh, you know what? No, it's just that it's not your type of music. It's my type of music. I think TDE gets away with that a lot of times. Same thing with Dreamville. Dreamville. I said Dream Vision. Dreamville gets away with that. Dream Vision doesn't do that. But While okay. other groups don't necessarily get that luxury. You know what I mean? Like if Rich the Kid and Jay Critch, you automatically assume it's trash. You're gonna be like, oh, it's Rich the Kid's label. Oh, Jay Critch, it gotta be trash because it's Rich the Kid. TDE gets the luxury of us being like, it's probably good because it's TDE. And so you kind of come to an album with that mindset. Um, I think Isaiah Rashad's album is good. I wouldn't say it's great. I think it's a little overhyped, a little bit. Um, but what I will say about the album is this: I think that first and foremost, instrumentation on the album is fantastic. I think he was able to like garner up these old school hip hop feels with some therapeutic elements while at the same time he was able to turn it up a notch in production on songs like from the garden on songs like uh uh, uh what you said i really like that aspect um and then also his content it was it was refreshing hearing him you know at the same time while he was bragging it was kind of like talking about his come up story and just you know Letting people know once again who he is, because you know, outside of his music, he you don't really know who this guy is. He kind of lets you know on these songs. So it's it's kind of fun to try to figure out from track to track. Oh, that's who Isaiah Rashad is. Now I, I'm gonna ask you this question because I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't. Is he a good rapper? I mean, I get it. He's a competent rapper. He's competent. But I think at times, a lot of times, he sounds dull. He sounds a little, dare I say, boring. He sounds a little incoherent. But he does it in such a good way that you... He gets a pass because he just does it so taste. He's tastefully boring. <laughs> he's tastefully so, dull. And what so, I said, sorry, I'm going to say this. Mm, what I yeah, said ahead, ahead. on my review, which you check it out, ratings game music, over 2,000 uh, views on it or whatever. Yeah, go check um, that out, guys. Check it go out. Check it out. What I said on the review was um, he sometimes in hip hop beats. 
ask you not to do too much. Isaiah Rashad is the type of person that doesn't do too much on beats. So, like I said, I think he puts up a great performance overall music-wise. I think the vibes of this album are fantastic. A-plus when it comes to vibes. A-plus when it comes to instrumentation. But when you talk about rap performance, <laughs> was it considered... that good <laughs> okay look 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 here's what i'll say here's what i'll say i i see you tap dancing like it's the a, late I, great gregory hines right it's now weird. you tap dancing bro it's weird I, i'm i'm, it's I'm like, mad i'm i'm mad i have I like to reference it. i'm mad i have to reference gregory hines like yo this should be a new age person who tap dances like i should be able to reference I mean, like somebody who's a young cool. person who tap dances but whatever <laughs> Little Uzi tap dance or something. Yo, this like should that. be a little, a little, little somebody that tap dances right little now. Tappy. Little, ta- <laughs> little tappy, <laughs> little tap tap. <laughs> but no, I think you're tap dancing, but you're doing it, I think, in a good way. Because look, to ask the question, is he a good rapper? That's not the right question, in my opinion. He's a good rapper. The question is, how good of a rapper is Isaiah Rashad? He's he's met the in my opinion he's he met the good rapper benchmark a long time ago. He's clearly he's, a good okay. rapper. I, he's a good rapper. I I take that back. He's clearly I, I it's I not even I, debatable. I, I, actually, I was asking the question. I think he's actually a good rapper, but okay. I can see somebody saying they don't necessarily think he's good. I think you should think out think outside of the box with him. I got but, you. So so here's here's what I'll say about Isaiah Rashad. Like he is an acquired taste. Yeah. Period. He's an acquired taste. And I don't even I'm not saying that as a as an insult. I'm not what? saying that as as a, as it's not because it's not an insult. I'm not you, and, no and, insult. And you know what's funny? I, listen, I'll give you credit. On the last episode, we were talking about um albums of the year, and I believe you said something about how uh you know this year has been you said something like this year has been underwhelming. Uh, underwhelming but 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 it's more so been about oh like oh. albums that are acquired taste like a lot of people have dropped albums that are just acquired taste this is mm-hmm. this album falls right in line with that mentality like Isaiah Rashad is a good rapper now it's about do you rock with him enough to really understand his potential because I'll be honest with you artistically he is next level when it comes to his ability to put together storylines uh, story, uh, just his storytelling ability, put together different themes, uh, different sound effects. The dude is an interesting guy. Like, I don't know him, never spoke to him, never had a convo. He's an interesting guy. Does it always come out the right way over his songs? Probably not. I'll give you an example. He dropped that song. Uh, sorry, he on the album, he has a song called Chad, right? I think that's the most like boring version of Isaiah Rashad that I just don't want to hear. Like, is nothing compelling about the song? Like, he's not interesting on the song. I believe it's a little bit boring. Uh, as a matter of fact, if the song comes on, I'm going to switch it because I don't want to hear it. But if you're asking me to evaluate him as a rapper, like metaphors, cadence, flow, He's going to check a lot of boxes because he does that majority of the time. 
But I mean, I think he does. He uses like I'm trying to tell you right now, guys. That yeah. was one of the hardest albums I've ever had to rate. It was one of the hardest. I didn't look at anybody's opinion, by the way. I looked at nobody's. Um, mm -hmm. it was one of the hardest because I left it like I don't know how I feel. Like everything I'm supposed to like about a rapper, like he doesn't do. I, I disagree with cadence and things like that. I think he has a good feel for the beat and he kind of listens to what the beat wants, but like like I said, like he has Think about what you said. Very slurry deliveries. Very erratic. Very boring at times. But like he does it so tastefully. Like you add tastefully to anything and it works. Like oh, tastefully trash and <laughs> tastefully trash. Tastefully boring. I mean that in the nicest way possible. The most tastefully boring. And a, a person that I think is another tastefully boring rapper is Currency. Currency to me, his deliveries are slurry, he's slow, he's like to me, I don't enjoy necessarily him rapping, but then at the same time, he does it so tastefully, you gotta respect it. And I think this is more of a respect thing for Isaiah Rashad for me than it is an enjoyable thing for me. Cause I don't personally find the album enjoyable. Like to me, Lil Uzi Vert Future, that's enjoyable. Like that's enjoyable music. It's it's like J. Cole is enjoyable. Punchline, punchline, punchline. You know, this is not necessarily enjoyable, but it's I respectful. I, I wanna be I wanna I wanna say something because two things. One, uh there's a put it like this. I think what you're describing, I understand it when you say boring, I get it. However, I wouldn't use the word boring because this reminds me of like on the last episode where we were talking to, uh, you know, beers and bars, you know, shout out to OT and Kamal. And, um, you know, I believe you said something about um, something being a, a, a album filler, album That's filler. It. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were saying album filler, album, album filler versus like bounce versus like an album cut or whatever. Like mm -hmm. there's a certain connotation when you say boring. What I will say is the what I'm hearing from you is just his music is not that energetic. It's not that enjoyable. And therefore, for you, it sounds like because they don't have those certain things, you're bored. But in all reality, this shit is relative as hell. Because there's people who might say the same thing about Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is a little bit boring. Yeah, for sure. For sure for right? Sure, for but sure, for sure. For sure. Right? But he's an explosive it, rapper, though. He's an explosive rapper. When he raps, so, is, he's explosive. I, so is Isaiah Rashad. I, I, you you I, get I, Isaiah Rashad on From the Garden with Uzi? Explosive. Yes, he's explosive you, on that. You get him on yes. uh, nine, nine, three freestyle? Explosive. Yes, he is. Bro, yes, he is. bro has different elements to his he, to his artistry. I agree. Like it's but it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a mix. It's all relative here. Like it's how how do you, how do you what, what kind of music you want to wake up to today? What kind of music you feel like listening to today? That it's like, do if I want energy, am I going to listen to Isaiah Rashad? Absolutely not. Do I, I mean, want to be? Do I want to be in my in my thoughts? Do I want to hear some compelling ideas? Uh, interesting composition. The way people put together music. I might listen to this album. It really just depends. Wait, I'm so not listening to this joint ever if I'm going out to the club and I want to get get hype. Like it's not happening. It's boring in wait, that so respect. You want to listen to the album when you're in your thoughts, dog? Like what the hell? You don't want to do. Why would you want to do that? Yo, first and foremost, thoughts or thoughts. <laughs> yo, listen. First and foremost, I have no thoughts. Uh, <laughs> and secondly, 
if I did have thoughts, hey, this is a he got a couple R. He got a couple R and B joints that, uh, on the on the album hey, that dog. might you know might hit under the sheets. You feel this me? Come a, on, hey, this is a rated R show, dog. Chill. <laughs> um, no, I get it. But do you, but do you understand I, what I'm saying? You understand? I get, what I'm it, saying? I, like, I get exactly what you're saying. You're saying it's an acquired taste. I agree with that. But I mean. You know, I, I just think that that's something that should be brought up. I mean, I, I always like with this show, like what I love doing is just I don't want you guys to just automatically say something is good. We want to know why it's good. Oh, and I don't think it. a lot of not people. Show. I don't think a lot of people take the time to be like, let's call this spade a spade. Like, for instance, um, you know, the Avengers, you have things blowing up. You got action scenes, fighting scenes. 3D animation, blah, 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 blah. You compare that to a movie like Godfather. I'm sure like Godfather moves very slow, three hours, not a lot happens, or or like The Shining, right? The Shining moves very slow. There's not many action going on. There's not crazy music. They're yeah. both equally as good to me. One might be very hard to, to, to sit through, like The Shining is th- almost three hours, and it's just a lot of nothing happening. Then one is more explosive. You, you know what this really? reminds me of? You're right. You're right. But I you know what this is more the Godfather than it is the yeah. Avengers. And I think people need to look yeah. at it that way. Well, well, in addition, though, and this is the last thing I'll say on Isaiah Rashad. Um, it's clear to me that his artistry and the type of music he makes and everything that we just said, you said, I said, is not conducive to him being a household name. It's not. not. Because at the end of the day, being a household name is not the end all be all. Some people just, it's not for them. Like I'm not even saying that should be the goal, but what I'm just, I'm just calling spade a spade. Like being a household name requires you to expand your sound and do things that maybe will extend his artistry. It requires you to be a little bit more energetic. It requires you to be a little bit more open and just kind of fun with it. The music that Isaiah Rashad makes is not conducive to him ever being a household name. And I'm not saying that's a problem. That's fine. And that's a good It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I 157% agree with that. And like, I just think that, like I said, we need to, let's figure out why we like these stuff and like break it down. And like we gotta see certain angles because I don't want to be a, let's not be a hypocrite because when we see Soldier Boy's next album and he starts to slow it down and he starts to get more dull and boring, oh, don't man. be like this was a boring album. Recognize, I want <laughs> use that tasteful, tasteful. That is the word right there. He was he did it so tastefully that you can't call it just boring, call it tastefully boring. Hey man, listen at that. And, and, but see, that's why the people have us. All right, we're here to break down the music in <laughs> on on different levels. We're here to tell you why music was tastefully trash. Okay, it's okay to be tastefully trash. Just be. I would rather you be tastefully trash and just trash. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I at least I can call you tasteful. That's a compliment, right? Taste, t- hey, like I said, you can call you can call me tastefully anything. A tastefully savage. Uh, tastefully uh, sicko. Call me t- you. You can call me tastefully <laughs> I'm just, ugly. You can yeah. you can say yo, you're tastefully ugly. You're tastefully short. <laughs> you're exactly. tastefully you're tastefully uh, misinformed. <laughs> you're tastefully broke. Uh, yo, it's you're like tastefully you're, canceled. Go ahead, whatever. Tastefully canceled. Yo, on that note, man, I think we reached the end of the show. Thank you guys for uh, rocking with us. If you reached it this far, man, listen, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on every pod. 
podcast platform you guys are listening to this on, man. Listen, episode 105 is in the books, but we're gonna have we're gonna have another one for you guys uh very shortly. If you have an episode topic, get in contact with us on social media, send us an email, do whatever you need to do, and we'll think about it, guys. We may think about getting you guys on the show. Uh, you know, as a guest host, uh, you know, we're looking for people to come on the show and politic with and chop it up about why music is tastefully trash. You know, hey man, it, it, keep listening to the show and keep rocking with us because we rock with y'all. Uh, on that note, I think we reached the end of the show. Q, what, what do you think? You got any last thoughts? You know, actually, you think we could do another 10 minutes? I was thinking about it, you know. Oh, oh boy. Well, actually, no, I'll tell you offline, but yeah, whatever. Until next time, let's go. <laughs> yeah, on that note, as always, if you're giving advice, make sure that motherfucker is tastefully ill. Yes, sir. Peace out. Ow!